your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings Just on. Just uh, they can be like bathing suits. What they, you know, what <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So, <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Craney Camp Day 2 on Birds with Friends, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and the reigning defending winner of the Emperor Penguin Award for Queen of the Season, Marissa Morris, producing Zach, second day of uh, Cranny Camp. What'd you see? What'd you learn? What's the deal? Obi Melafonwu, tell me what's going on. Well, that's according to, ES, uh, to ESPN. And what do you got sorry there? About, sorry about that. that. was Jonathan Gannon in, in the background mm. speaking. He's at your house? <laughs> no, no. Jonathan. Buddy. What what a scoop! The hits principle right? is he coming onto the show? Jonathan is not. Get him no. on. No. Uh so so what did I see? I saw well, I I saw a downfield touchdown pass in seven on sevens mm. from Jalen Hurts. Oh, we're getting right into Devante the Quackus report. Here we go. Uh, that is somewhat notable because on Wednesday because we didn't know one, that, that uh, long passes were allowed in the yeah, NFL. Yeah on 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 day one it was mostly red zone so. Here they they connected deep downfield. It was a touchdown. He beat Steve Nelson. And while that was happening... Mm, we learned today that Steve Nelson wants to go by Steve. Not, not Steven. Steven. Mm. Thoughts and on that? also that he's uh, not vaccinated, most likely. Almost definitely. He wore his, his mask during his media availability. You are, mm. are required to wear your mask uh, when you're not playing... Uh, if you are un- unvaccinated, either that or they, he's he's particularly attentive hmm. uh, and wears his mask outside, but not a- attentive, attentive. Uh, but I will probably agree with with you, although we did not ask him. So, yeah, maybe a bad job by us. <laughs> uh, but no, back to practice, though. I was gonna say, what else stood out? I would really like to hear your thoughts on the one on ones that were occurring while the uh, practice was going on. Oh, I'm sorry, while the We're getting right into that? Wait, wait, wait. How do we, uh, this is, I mean, this is on me. Bad job <laughs> hosting. I didn't even yeah. have anything to write I feel like today, we should start over just, here. You, you uh, threw me, you threw me off. You threw me off when you asked about Obi Melifanyu, uh <laughs> to begin the practice. I don't know. It's a, what a, what a leap for, uh, what, a, what, a, what a favor to an agent for Adam Schefter to tweet, uh, you know, Eagles have agreed to terms with former Raiders second-round pick Obi Melifanwu. Obi Melifanwu was a tryout player for the Eagles in the spring. So that's the kind of uh, level of player we're talking about here. So let's not, uh, you know, let's not start, uh, you know, ringing the bell for a, a championship coming. Uh, so let's uh, so but let's a big reset scoop for Shefty, nonetheless. <laughs> so let's uh, let's reset. Who likes here. to down? You know, you know, he downplayed our story, so I'll downplay his big scoop. <laughs> There's no need to downplay Adam Schefter. Uh, let's uh, let's reset. What I was going to say is a big takeaway at practice today was Brandon Brooks left practice mm. uh, midway through 
was evaluated for a hamstring injury. The Eagles are saying the evaluation is precautionary. He went inside to the locker room, did not return to practice. But, of course, this is something to monitor because Brandon Brooks is one of the most important players on the Eagles. That said, I am not a doctor, but Brandon Brooks walked off on his own power. This is not. It didn't the, seem like he was really like favoring yes. any, either side or anything. Like exactly. That. Yeah. So I, I I will take them at at their word at the moment that this was precautionary because uh, he certainly he he he's worn his injury on his face in the past. Like you you've known when it's a serious one, and and this did not. Uh, appear to be a serious one then again i am not a doctor but because of his importance we will monitor that one going forward okay how about why don't we do this why don't we why don't we uh have a new little format here on the fly where we we uh we go back and forth like you talk about a thing that you learned today okay how does that sound sure so i just want just Brooks, something up. interesting and it doesn't have to yes. be a thing you learned but something that you'd like to talk about yes um I will talk about, uh, I guess I'll talk about Johnny Gannon, who spoke after practice today. Um, you know, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be seduced by a good uh, press conference, but I continue to be. Uh, seduced by a good press conference. Yeah, like I think, I, I think he knows what he's doing. Um, and we have seen a lot of different looks on defense over just the first two days of practice. We have seen, you know, like players swapping in and out of different first and second teams. We've seen guys moving positions. You know, Milton Williams playing uh, end and tackle. We've seen some three-down linemen at, at certain points. We've seen those, uh, you know, those stand-up pass rushers at the Sam position. And uh, Gannon was talking about, you know, how the Rams' defense last year was, uh, I don't want to say multiple, but, like, you know, had, had a bunch of different things that they could do. They did more schematically. Uh, than any other defense in the league, and it worked well. They were the number one defense. Now, they had Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. The Eagles have Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay, which is maybe not quite as good. Um, but the way that he was talking about things, you know, we want we always want guys to say that, like, you are... Uh, we don't want them to say this, but we always want... you. The ideal coach, right, is not putting players into a scheme. He's molding the scheme around them, what the players can do. And the way that he talked about guys, like I asked him about, you know, philosophically, when you have guys who can play multiple positions, do you want to throw them into the mix, playing multiple multiple positions from the beginning and they're learning as they go? Or do you want them to become an expert in one thing and then move on to learn the next thing? Because with Jeff Stoutland, we have seen over the past few years that he wants somebody to master a position before he starts cross-training at either guard or uh, tackle or like from And you right got a good left, question right? out of that. Um, and you got good question. Well, I mean, he said that a few times. I feel like you don't really want to, uh, you don't want to oversell the good question. Sometimes you say good question just to buy some time so that you can get your thoughts together. No, but I think he said it at the end. Though. He did actually. Yeah. yeah. So because he, he was reflecting on the answer and said, oh, that's, that was a good question. Well, and I right. like what he said because he said it's not, you know, it's not one size fits all. It's 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 depending on the position. It's depending on the guy, and so and they will evaluate as they go whether it looks like it's too much for a guy. Like if a guy is uh, having mental busts at uh, you know a certain position, they'll slow things down. And of course, like that's what you should say. But 
I don't know. I believe I believed him. Like I, I believe that that is the way he, that he approaches things. And so you know, we've seen Milton Williams playing two positions. We've we saw we've seen some of these uh, cornerbacks moving in and out. Um, I don't know. I I just I, I feel like he. Uh, I feel like I feel like there's an adult in the room uh, who who knows what he's doing with Jonathan Gannon. And I think it's going to be an interesting year, uh, a, a good year for Fran Duffy uh, to be breaking down this Eagles defense. It's it's interesting you say the adult in the in the room because uh, I'm sure it wasn't implied by you, but it almost sounds like a juxtaposition to Jim Schwartz, right? And uh, and Jonathan Gannon's th- I'm 38. Jim Schwartz, is, right? Is, is, I mean, Jim like, Jim's an adult, um, yes, but yes. like Jim was doing things his way, yes, right, yes. yes. I, I I don't know. The, the proof will be in the pudding, as they say, sure. but I I. I think this defense could be could be pretty interesting. I agree, and I I, I do think they have some interesting pieces as well. Uh, you know, the first day of practice was very clear that the defense was ahead of the offense. I didn't in- interpret that in such a way that like um, you know you often hear well at the beginning of camp the defense is ahead of the offense. I interpreted it like the offense was not good on mm. the first day. Uh, I, I thought the offense. Well, we learned today that that uh, you know they they declare they a score. winner every day, and yes. uh, the defense did indeed win. Yes, and I thought the offense was 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 better today. We'll we'll get to that. But Jonathan Gannon, to your point, yes, I I, I was uh, I was impressed by the press conference. I'm impressed by what he's doing on defense. It it, it certainly seems like even with the moving parts. It's a it's a group that's that's not making mistakes, right? Like we're not seeing blown coverages, we're not seeing, um, you, you know, we're not seeing them really jump off sides. To, uh, uh, well, what happened on that uh, long touchdown to Devante? Because I was not watching. Well, first off, that was seven on seven, right. um, and Devante just just beat Steve Nelson number one. Okay, uh, and I think Kayvon Wallace was the safety. Um, it was. You got all um, sorts of noises going sorry. on. Gannon is blowing you up. He's saying, "Let me out of the closet. Let me out of here." <laughs> no, that is that is not Gannon. That is something else. Eagles Zach, related. Let me but, out. Um, Ooh, something else. Eagles related. Is it Jeffrey? Uh, no, no, no. It is. It's not. It is not. It's, it is. Um, it is not Jeffrey. Um, so anyway, so as I was saying. About John, uh, I was not saying about Jonathan Gannon. I was saying about that play with the Devonte Smith touchdown. Uh, he, yeah, he he beat Steve Nelson, Kayvon Wallace also in, in coverage. But this was was one of these like seven on seven passing drills type plays where the wide receiver won and and Jalen Hurts put up a good ball, and that will transition to what I was was gonna say in terms of what I learned today. Jalen Hurts uh, did not have a good first day. I thought. And he did not have a good start to the second day, but he did get better as practice improved, as practice progressed. Uh, it, you know, I I try not, and I wrote this in my practice report, so I'm I'm using a little bit of a, you know, I'm 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 stealing my line, if you will. But listen, you, know, ju- you have to. <laughs> judging- this, is a, this is a lesson I learned from Shield. You sometimes you got to reuse stuff on different platforms. Like- sure. You know, you can't you can't expect that everybody's reading and listening to every single thing you do. So I so you know I I I I understand what our job is and that like we're there we're the eyes and ears of the uh, fans when we're at practice. Uh, but you know dissecting every throw in July is akin to you know if if people were reading my raw copy 
right? And and like seeing a typo there, you know, the your mm. uh, the practice is is a chance to to refine things. And, and and but it stands out to me when the ball hits the hits the ground too often because uh, practices are controlled environments where like passes should at least be completed. And if they're not completed, um, it should be because like the defense broke it up, not just because the quarterback just mm. completely missed. And I think too often hurts missed guys and on day one and, and the beginning of today, uh, you know, for instance, I'm thinking of the individual drills, the passing drills before team drills started. And he just missed Dallas Goddard, right? Like it was mm-hmm. just a, I don't think it was a miscommunication. I just think it was a poor pass. But I, I thought as practice went on, Hertz improved, was was hitting his targets more. So a better day two from Jalen Hurts, but wasn't a good day one. Okay. Um I'll go uh I'll go along the lines and uh you know I don't wanna I don't wanna totally overreact to two snaps. Um and be such a prisoner of the moment, but that's what the podcast is. And uh, they were O line, D line, one on ones today. And it was, you know, these are they're in they're in shorts and shells. They're not in pads. Uh, you know, one on ones are are stacked in the defense's favor to begin with. But I'm I, I feel like I I've seen enough of Andre Dillard after after two days of practice. Uh, he was <laughs> toasted by uh, Josh Sweat first. Around the edge, and he, and then, and then he, he's forced to like wrap his arm around Joshua's neck for like a a, 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 a very obvious hold and like borderline like personal foul penalty. And then on his next rep, uh, he goes against Derek Barnett, and and Barnett like very easily gets him to bite outside and then spins right past him on the inside. And it's just, I mean, you know, we'll we'll see what happens when he gets the pads on. Um, but so much for this being like a, a a new and improved Andre Dillard. To me, this was uh, sort of more of the same. Mylotta looked better, and Mylotta did. You know, he, he it true to the competition. He was the first team left tackle today, so I think they will continue to rotate. But um, I just Mylotta is better. That's all. That's all there is to it, as far as I, as far as I'm concerned. I will address that, but but I, I will up, update news as this happens here. The Eagles did sign Obi Melifonwu, uh, and they oh, wait, 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 signed... wait, don't tell me. Oh no, oh wait, did they, did they say who they released? No, but they made a, another signing as as well. Oh, is it somebody else who's already been uh, in the building at some point? No, but someone what who position? has worked a, a wide receiver. Okay, who? Someone who has worked. Um, is it a former Colt? No. Is it a former uh, Viking? No. Is it uh, is it an Aaron Moorhead connection? Uh, no. Okay. Is it a former early round pick? No. Okay. Is it hmm, who has worked? Where where were you? Where could you have been going with? I don't think you're worked? going to get this, and I uh, I'm not sure this is great. Uh, is it listening? Is it? Uh, is it an older player or a younger player? Uh, he's 27. Ooh, interesting. Uh, oh, tell me who you were going to say who has worked with. Shane Steichen. Oh, Shane Steichen. Is it uh, Dontrell Inman? No. Hmm. Is it... Hmm. 
He's from is? Delaware. Hmm. He went to Rutgers. Ooh. Well, he was he was he was born in Delaware. Uh, uh, went, what are his went, initials? It went. His initials are AP. I don't know. His name's Andre Patton. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't going to get it. And, Andre Patton, who uh, a Pat, <laughs> who was with the Chargers uh, from 2017 to 2019, had six catches with the Chargers in 2019. So the Eagles signed those two and. They have not yet announced who the other moves are. I will get to the bottom of that. We will update that. Presumably as, you know by the time you listen to this. But yes. I'm, up- I'm curious who uh, 89 and 90 are on the roster. They are they are heavy at tight end. So they could release Caleb Wilson or Jason Kroom. Uh, or Hakeem Butler, I suppose. They are heavy at running back. They could release Elijah Holyfield. They're light at wide receiver right now, obviously. Yes. Um, we, we can get to the, to the other injuries, but that makes sense that they need to bring in a receiver. I mean, we saw, I think we've seen enough Jamon Osborne for like an entire offseason. <laughs> he's been all over the place. <laughs> he has the, the summer of Jamon. He's getting, he's getting more reps than anybody. He must yes. be exhausted. Yes. Um, yeah, they could really, mm-hmm. and they, they've, got, they've got a lot of corners now that yeah. uh, Nelson. It's, it's too bad because I was planning a game for tomorrow that I was excited about, but I don't, I don't want to give it away because I don't want you to study. Gotcha. All right, so so back to uh, what you were saying uh, about the offensive line. Yeah, I, look, I mean, Jordan Mailata, based on what we've seen on the field so far, uh, before training camp even started, you would say that he, he needs to be the front runner, right? Like he's played left tackle at a starting caliber level, and I, I, I would say with the flashes of, of even higher, which is more than Andre Dillard has done. I don't think Andre Dillard's performance in 2019 at left tackle was at the level of Jordan Mailata's last season. Uh, that said, you know, this is this was supposed to be a different Andre Dillard, and he does have that first-round pick pedigree. Uh, but based on what you explained from the one-on-ones, based on the 11-on-11s today, like Dillard did not play well enough in the 11-on-11s, mm. and I, I, I recognize... That no, I I Call I try fight. to acknowledge that like the Eagles are, are are doing ones versus ones, right? So this is not the type of thing where where like they're 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 the backups are, are going against the top guys. Andre Dillard's going against Josh Sweat, going against Derek Barnett, good pass rushers. Well, yeah, so but I'm saying, lineup. but but my point is, is that if he's starting, these are the types of guys he's going to see every week, right? Like like that's exactly. that's not an excuse. Well, he's going against good good players because. He would start against good players, so it's 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 not you know there's a it's it's a long summer. I get that. We are breaking this down day by day on the craning camp reports, but uh, Jordan will certainly have the edge to to date. When I say to date, after two days. Mm. Okay, over to you. Your turn. Over to me. Okay, so I will say that. Uh, Look, it was it was one play, but Miles Sanders um, during the seven on sevens had a, a smooth catch along the left sideline, and he caught it in stride. And this is important because Sanders' production it declined in the passing game last year. We discussed it quite a bit. Um, he he went from fifty catches and a seventy nine point three percent catch rate in nineteen 
to 28 catches and a 53.8% catch rate in 2020. So like it was alarming and perhaps it was the chemistry with uh, Carson Wentz. Perhaps it was just like how bad the screen game was all around. But if Miles Sanders is going to be a three down back, like the Eagles have talked him up to be, he, he needs to be the 2019 version in the passing game. So I'm curious to see how much of a role he has in the passing game this year if the Eagles have a designated pass-catching back like a, a Kenny Gainwell. But uh, Sanders has been billed to be that type of player in the past. And uh, I, I, I thought today he looked at natural catching the ball. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it's a real, you know, the Eagles need him to be more like he was as a rookie than he was last season for sure. Uh, I will give you my leftover notes from uh, from one-on-ones. Um, Javon Hargrave looked really good to me, uh, and he beat uh, beat Jason Kelsey on a rep, and and Kelsey was uh, you know frustrated afterwards with himself, and then and you know sort of acknowledged that that Hargrave beat him, gave him a nice uh, little hand slap. Uh, that doesn't happen often, and and I think I think I think there's a real chance that Hargrave could take a you know be more the player he was for the full season uh, and the second half of last season rather than the first half of last season, um, and that would be big for the defense. Um, I thought Teron Jackson had a couple good reps. I thought Sua, of course, had a couple good reps. And I got to say, uh, a guy that I've sort of overlooked, Luke Jiriga looked pretty good to me today. So uh, I got, got my eye on Jiriga. He's he's in the mix. He's in How the are mix those arms? To be potential. How are those arms? Yeah, well, tiny as always. Yeah, obviously, yes, he, he would like to borrow. He would like to borrow some inches from Michael Jaquette's arms, but. Uh, Jerika, early, early contender to potentially get himself in the mix for the official uh, Bo Wolf crush of Craney Camp. Of course, uh, some of the greats going back to Elijah Riley, Sue Opeta, DeAndre Carter. The greats. Right. Those guys were all, those guys all outperformed what you would have expected. Did Elijah Riley really outperform what we expected last year? Yeah, he wasn't supposed to make the team or the practice oh, squad mean, last year. I mean, he got like no guaranteed money. Okay, all right. Um, so he's running with the twos right now. So interesting here. Uh, an observation: um, trying to be the eyes and the ears of the fans at the end of practice. Zach Ertz and Howie Roseman for the second straight day chatting. Uh, Interesting. Don't know the contents of the chat, but the two of them behind, you know, you know, talking one on one. And credit to my my former teammate at the Star Ledger, now a TV and cameo star, uh, Mike mm. Garofolo of the NFL Network. Uh, Mike had a report out that I I saw as I was walking to the car that I didn't notice, and I need to become a better reporter to notice this because it was right in front of us. Zach Ertz's shorts were turned inside out, okay? So we are making, uh, I mean, we discussed the platinum blonde hair yesterday, but it's actually the shorts that mm. uh, Mike said was a statement that the Eagles logo is on the shorts, and he turned that inside out so the Eagles logo wouldn't be visible. Now, whether that was by design or if he just likes wearing his shorts inside out, um, but my guess, well, I, I think Mike, uh, knowing how outstanding a reporter Mike is, and I, I mean that, like, he is outstanding, um, I, I would imagine he, he put that out there with, uh, 
you know, with with some juice behind it. So you think he, yeah, you think yeah. he ran that by? Or else. yeah, like yeah. I, 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 it, it, it's just like it's a very specific thing to put out there on on television. So I imagine it was something that he was either tipped off on or checked mm. on. Uh, so yeah, the inside out shorts. But 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 uh, two days in a row now, where Ertz and Roseman are talking after practice, and uh, another former colleague of mine, Jeff McLean at the Philadelphia Inquirer, had a story. Uh, you know, he, he he wrote about Zach Ertz and he speculated, or well, I, I I will change my verbs, but he 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 wrote that um, perhaps Ertz is on the roster because Goddard can be a chip in a Deshaun Watson trade. So once again, we 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 don't need to go down the Deshaun mm, Watson discussion, but uh, but you know the the implication there was that uh, if the Eagles do you make think a trade that's do you think that's only under the presumption that. Uh, the Texans would be interested in Goddard because he, his name is God. <laughs> I don't think it's under those. I don't think it's under that presumption. No. You think he carries extra weight? I, I think he does probably. <laughs> but um, but clearly, you know, Dallas Goddard is an emerging player. At uh, you know, he is in a contract year. If 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 the Eagles are trading players in additions to in addition to picks in any trade, whether it's for uh, Deshaun Watson or for somebody else. Um, you know, if you're if you're looking at players on the roster who would be of a who would be of intrigue to another team, I mean, Goddard would probably would probably be on ha would be high on such a list. Now, I'm I'm I've assumed that the Eagles want Dallas Goddard as part of their future long term, considering they've done so much to accommodate him over the past few years, including not engaging in serious contract negotiations with with like with one of the great players in recent franchise history uh, because their confidence in, in Goddard. But nonetheless, that is something to monitor as well because uh, having worked with Jeff, I don't think he puts things out there either un, un, unless there's something behind it. Well, I'll, I'll use mine on another uh, Jeff McLean thing, his, his story today that uh, uh, Jalen Rager failed his physical and so did Dallas Goddard. Goddard failed it because he uh, like didn't understand the drill and did it incorrectly. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have passed it. But Rager, uh, Rager failed his physical and uh, got hurt subsequently because of it and is also uh, dealing with the uh, recent death of a uh, good childhood friend. So uh, I, don't, I, I haven't uh, credit to Jeff for doing that reporting. I haven't done that, but uh, it's, uh, you know, Probably not the way that uh, the Eagles wanted Jalen Rager's second season to start. No, and and speaking of that, uh, we are you know far enough along in the podcast here. We should give an injury update, a status update. I mentioned Brandon Brooks leaving practice, but in terms of who was out there, who was not out there, uh, limited at practice. Jalen Rager, ter- it's termed lower body tightness. He participated in individual drills, did not participate in team drills. Greg Ward, non-COVID illness, also participated in individual drills, did not participate in team drills. Uh, day-to-day, Travis Fulgham, lower body. That's why they got to sign up a wide receiver. Yeah. Is it Shaquille Taylor? I thought uh, that, that would make Sha- more sense. I thought it was Shaquille. But Shaquille? I, 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 that's probably wrong. I need to Let check the pronunciation the guide. guide. Lower body, Quez Watkins. Non-COVID illness, uh, and then after we, yesterday was still completing still, the physical, still completing so the physical. Yes, something else has happened. Uh, so has has an illness that is not related to COVID, and then uh, Nate is it meters? 
Midors? Mm. Amidors? I, Medors. Yes, I, I should look that up. I'm better typing it than I am Medors. saying it. And then Isaac Sayamalu, I know how to say that, uh, has a hamstring injury. Both of them hamstring injuries. So a hamstring is the injury of the summer so far now that uh, Brandon Brooks adds to the hamstring list. Uh, Shaquille. Shaquille, okay. Yeah. So hit that. Yeah, yeah good job. Shaquille Taylor. Okay. Um. I don't know that I have much else from practice. There was a uh, there was a baby praying mantis that was all over the place during the uh, post practice press conferences. That was interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, I I noticed <laughs> that people noticed it. I I I did yeah. not see it during the uh, practice itself. Um, oh, I'm sorry, during the press conferences themselves. But I I did see pictures afterwards. Uh, I will say. I mean, so, it was a relatively light practice today. Yes, uh, Jason Huntley. Oh, uh, yeah, that yeah. was my. That was going to be my other thing. Yeah, yeah he at eleven twenty nine a.m. I have that on my timestamp here. Burst through the middle of the line. Yeah, had, he's got had, some juice. Yeah, and so I, I don't know if he's going to make the team, um, but you know, if the Eagles want to uh, go with speed for that fourth running back spot, or I, I even saw our our friend Jimmy Kemsky in his. 53-man roster projection pre-training camp had Huntley as a fifth running back. It would surprise me if they carried five. Although, uh, you know, Nick Sirianni spoke about their 21-speed package, which would be two backs on the field, of course, one tight end. and yeah, Overrated as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and if such a package occurs, uh, you would, I would imagine Gainwell would be the second back. But um, I don't think you're going with a 21-speed package with Jordan Howard, for instance, right? You yeah. know, so yeah, the, uh, Jordan Howard and Speed have never really yeah. gone together. So I have assumed that it was Howard or Carryon Johnson for that fourth running back spot. But look, the Eagles carried Jason Huntley on the team all year last year, even though they really did not have a role for him. Uh, so uh, perhaps uh, yeah, you, Jason- I mean, you, you just attacked Jason Huntley during the Ospreys. I mean, you call, you you basically called him. Uh, just a pet no not at all it's just like you know they 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 had other you know they they burned a, we're getting, a roster we're, we're getting hate mail from the huntley family i have no issue with jason huntley I, you know it's it is interesting um interesting i say interesting and i i, I, That's I fine. And, and someone commented a uh a listener Don't read sent the me something. no it was a direct message uh about it um would you mind oh no go ahead would i mind so uh, that, uh, you know what, as I assess that, I, I forgot my, my train of thought here. Somebody sent you something about interesting. <laughs> no, before that, what was that? Oh, before that, Jason Huntley. Yes. Um, but, uh, they could keep, oh, okay, oh, okay. No, no. I was saying, okay. No, I, I didn't know what I'm saying. A lot of these guys who were here on the team last year, who we've discussed, who we've written about, right. who we've spoken to virtually, we've never actually met in person. Right. So right. like. Like Darius Slay, who has been a part of our lives, for lack of a better term, since last March, right? Who we've exhausted a lot of time. For good or worse. Uh, thinking about and writing about and talking about. Um, today was the first time that like I introduced myself to him in person, right? Uh, so, and the same thing, Javon Hargrave is another example. Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. yesterday. Now, I... I right. Um, so... So these are people that that we're seeing 
like face to face for the first time, which is which uh, is obviously the byproduct of what occurred uh, last year, and is a fundamental difference this year. But you know, Jason Huntley, like I've never met Jason Huntley in person, and typically a guy who was on the t- team and all year last you, year, and then and yet you just th- you know, threw him in the garbage uh, during the Oscars. I I think that is hyperbole, Bo. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. Uh, I was wondering if you you would mind telling the story uh, that you told me during practice about uh, your brother Alex learning of his Osprey's award. Yeah, so my my cousin Lee, who uh, is a uh, loyal shout out listener, to Lee, is a loyal listener of the show. I think called Alex and uh, and congratulated him on, on winning the award. And Alex was not quite sure what that meant. And then other people also congratulated Alex and then he was accepting the congratulations and he hadn't listened through yet. So, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, but my guess is this relative to those who are confused by what happened during the Ospreys. I think Alex is very low on, on that list. I would imagine, <laughs> I, would, I would imagine like Eric, uh, Devendorf and Jordan Norwood are, right. are higher on the list than Alex's. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I actually do have a couple of things that we hadn't talked about yet. Yes. Um, you know, we talked about we're going to see what the uh, the competition is going to be like at these different positions, the emphasis on competition. And there were some depth chart changes today in comparison to uh, yesterday, especially on defense. There were four changes um, on defense, and there was one that was really interesting to me. So uh, Barnett was over sweat today mm-hmm. um, as opposed to yesterday. Uh, Joe Ostman was taking the first team Sam reps instead of Jannard Avery. Uh, Marcus Epps was taking the first team safety reps next to Anthony Harris with Rodney McLeod out instead of Kayvon Wallace. Now, later in practice, Wallace worked in two, so that was not a straight swap. But the one that was really interesting was TJ Edwards was uh, working as the first team linebacker next to Davion Taylor. Yes. So Davion Taylor stayed, was not was not rotating. And TJ Edwards was was in for Eric Wilson, and Eric Wilson was working with the twos. And it's surprising to me, like Eric, Eric Wilson's going to win that job. I didn't even think it was a competition. I, I would have thought that he was above that, right? Like I, I you know, yes. I was, like Anthony Harris isn't switching, um, and like Eric Wilson signed a real deal. It's, yeah, that that really surprised maybe it's me. just like take a let's let's take a look at TJ Edwards uh, with the ones, and and you will see like coaches will do that where they will. You know, you'll you'll throw in the uh, the number two linebackers with the first team defense, just because who knows when they'll get in there. And and at every position group, you might see that. But it was it was interesting because it was still with Davion Taylor, right? So it, it wasn't like the twos were up with the ones and the ones were down with the twos. It was like a straight swap of Edwards for uh, Wilson. I don't. I, it may not amount to anything, but it was uh, it was a little bit curious to me. Yeah, so uh, a, a little behind the scenes here, right? So they they did not do like only team drills on one field. They had the ones going on one field, the two is going on another field. So I am I am on the field where the passing where Jalen Hurts and the passing drills were uh, during individuals, and I look up from my notes and I see Eric Wilson, you know, um, leading the huddle on on defense, and so I'm assuming this is where the ones are. And then all of a sudden, there's like no other first team guys there. I'm like, what's going on here? And then, I, yeah, so Eric Wilson with the second team defense. Don't know why. Uh, should have probably pursued more of an explanation. I know they're mixing and matching, if you will, but I don't believe there's a competition there. 
But you are right, Davion Taylor getting um, getting work with the ones two days in a row. Uh, really, the, you know, I actually think he's getting a he, press conference today. Yeah, I, because I I know there was a, a demand from reporters to speak with him, and I I think he's looked fine out there. Like I I don't think he's been. Yeah, I mean it's uh, impossible to. to yeah, say. but like he he's, you know he 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 has some juice, right? Like he can run. We know that, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so curious to see, you know, maybe he's he's the weak side linebacker this year. I I I'm doubting well, it. I, I'm still thinking you know, he's he a special teams about, guy. Like you know, he was he was talking openly about how like he needs to improve his eyes. Right, uh, see a lot, see a little, as yep. they say. Um, and that's like you know, that seems like a difficult thing to do. Yes, it is. But like that's fundamental to the job, right? If you're a linebacker, your eyes are important. I would say so. Yes. Okay. You got anything else? I mean, we can go on. All, you know, I have a lot in in my notes here. Uh, let me ask you a, a, a question here. Not in terms. Of, so, who's the guy this year? Who, as as you're writing your notes, you you uh, put down his his number and you associate it with a player who's no longer here, and mm. you're confused by what just occurred. If that mm. description makes sense. It does. Okay. Um, thirty-one is weird to me. You're really into Nikel Roby Coleman, huh? But wasn't it Mills before? Before he changed last year? Well, he was twenty-one last year. Yeah, but before, well, Mills last year was was no last. I'm talking about two years ago. Yes, yes, he used to be thirty. He used to be thirty-one because because thirty-one teams passed on him. I still think of him as thirty-one. Even after a year of 21? Yes. Okay. Last year means nothing in my memory. Last year may as well have not existed. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, and that is Craig James this year. Yes. Um, I'm sure there, there are other ones that I just I can't think of right now. Who is it for you? Well, no. So just today, I'm, um, I'm, I, I wrote down, uh, you know, 47 uh, 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 catches a pass across the middle. And then I'm like, wait. Why is Nate Gary catching a pass across the middle? <laughs> and it, I mean, forty-seven Jack, is my able, boy Jack Stoll. It's a white guy from Nebraska, so I'm sure yeah. maybe that's, like, <laughs> that's true. That's that's, good point. that's that's the honorary white guy from Nebraska number now is forty-seven. But uh, um, no, so yeah, so I I was I, for a brief second I was confused as to why Nate Gary was catching a pass across the middle, and then of course it's Jack Stoll. Mm, there you go. Good work by Jack Stoll. And and by the way, this is not like uh, it still is a double take for me seeing a twenty seven on the field because for yes, that X, is for sure x amount of years like that was Malcolm Jenkins, and then last year there was no Malcolm. I mean, there was no twenty seven. Uh, Zach McPherson is twenty seven this year, but Malcolm had like a, a certain look to him, right? And McPherson is so. It's like, wait, Malcolm looks different, and then you realize it's yeah. Like that's Malcolm. the that's the right answer. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. All right. How's life going? How's the family adjusting to uh, it being training camp now? Uh, it's they're they're good. See a little I mean, bit, they, see a little bit less of Papa. No, I mean I've I've taken them to school the past two days, and there's a there's a pep in the step for me. They mm. they know that, and 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 we have these. Uh, so what in, has gotten into dad? <laughs> well, so in the past we have, um, you know, permanent credentials, and this year 
their daily credentials. And so, uh, you know, I, I gave my son today my daily credential. Nice, and nice. Yeah, he was he was pumped about that. Uh, so it, it doesn't do him any good, but he was he was pumped for the daily credential today. And no, the, the, the family's the family's doing well. I appreciate you asking. How are things on your end? Yeah, they're okay. Casey, Casey's going through a little uh, like doesn't like going going getting dropped off at daycare phase, which is uh, we're, we're 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 trying to work our way through it. Understood. A hmm. uh, quick question for you from you know I I have not for for full disclosure I have not read your uh, defense notes yet. Wow, um, the play. I mean it's been up for a whole day. Oh, I I was I, I was this working so late last night. Um, I have I have not read that yet. Uh, eager to uh, read that, but I I well, look uh, you can't say that you're eager to read it if it's been up for 24 hours and you haven't read it yet. You but, can't be oh, that was, eager. Yeah, no, I was I was working all day yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I know, but just then, knowing you, like if if for you there's a will, there's a way. If you want to read something, so yeah, but you, know, you mean, can say you're going you, to but, read it. You're you're sort of obligated to read it, but uh, eager is maybe a bridge too no, far. It, in my defense, Bo, that is not the type of story that like you can just skim through for five minutes when you're at, you know when you are in the parking lot at, at at the facility. Like that's something you need to reserve a half hour for, right? You know, there that's that's a a, a meaty story that I, I look forward to annually. Actually, our our loyal listeners will remember uh, it was actually before I joined Birds with Friends, or it was my first summer. With Birds with Friends, but you and Sheil had not yet fully accepted me into the Birds with Friends family. You were still doing one-on-one pod, or you were still doing pods, the two of you, and you did a pod with him where um, you uh, you threw up mid-pod because mm, you pulled correct. up an all-nighter doing the information on all these guys, right? That's correct. Yeah. So uh, yeah, That was so, back when I did all 90 instead of yes. breaking it up into two and really extending the pain. Anyway, so I was going to ask you, what are two nuggets from those stories that uh, if our listeners have not read them yet, will we'll compel them to read it? Here's a question for you, Zach. Yes. Where do you, how, how high up in your mind do you think Fletcher Cox ranks in the list of greatest Eagles of all time? Ooh, I I would say probably between eleven and sixteen. I don't think he's top ten. I think there's a I think there's a case to be made that he's that he's like back end of the top ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's so a good tease uh, so right there. so here's uh, I did this like very rudimentary thing, right? I just mm-hmm. added added together Pro Bowls and All Pros. Okay, so you get you get like a you get a, a two point bonus basically if you did both in one season, and then I went back and you know. Van Buren and Wistert get uh, credit for ones before Pro Bowls existed. And Fletcher Cox w- adds up to seven, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, tied for eighth in franchise history with Jason Kelsey and Mike Quick. So he's he's ahead of McNabb, which, like, McNabb's a better player. Uh, but yes, the guys McNabb's below the best him. quarterback of all time. But the guys below him, you know, Bob Brown, Keith Jackson, Pete Retzlaff, Troy Vincent, Eric Allen. Bill Berge, are those guys ahead of Fletcher Cox? I don't think so. Well, who's your... Uh, I'm trying to think here. I mean... Maybe this is the question I would need for you. Maybe this is it. the question for you. Who's the yeah. best eagle like of this era? When we look back on it, who is the best eagle of, of the 2010s? Jason Peters. I think that's probably right. And I... 
Like I, think, but they didn't win a Super Bowl with Jason Peters, right? Right. So, like, and then is is Kelsey, Kelsey ahead of Cox? Like, that's a great question. I mean, I don't it's, know. yeah, it's it's one of those. Like, Cox two. was a like a more impactful player at his best, but Kelsey is is so much more like Mister Eagle. Yeah, that is that is probably true. But I mean, yeah, I mean Fletcher Cox is the. I've used this term now in two press conferences, the defensive centerpiece, right? Like he was, he's been the build. I vividly remember Howie Roseman after the 2016 season going into 2000. So, so before the year, it was Doug Peterson's first year. And he talks about how they have two building blocks uh, who were 25 and under Carson Wentz and Fletcher Cox. Like that, like that in his eyes was, they have this foundation because of Carson Wentz and Fletcher Cox. Um, and 25 and under? At the time, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so that was his, um, yeah, he, he, they, they thought about him in that context. They gave him the $100 million contract. When they hired Jim Schwartz, I, I mentioned this, like they viewed that as building around Fletcher Cox. They talked about what he's done or what defensive tackles had done in Jim Schwartz's scheme and and that he was he was gonna do what Endomic and Sue did and what Albert Hainsworth did and uh you know you go on down the list. Uh Marcel Darius b- before Cox mm-hmm. came in and, and and Cox has been he's been really good. Um he took a little bit of a step back last year, but uh no, that's a that's a very good question. We talked about it on the pod yesterday. It's a very good question. Mm. But but uh, but by the way, uh, Jonathan Gannett today because I I asked a version of yes. the question. You know, Fletcher Cox said, "All I know is that this was a little interesting." All I know is that I'm I'm the three technique, right? And I asked, "Is he just going to be the three technique for you?" And Gannett said, "No, they're going to move him all around. You you, yeah. you you have to with a player like that." So curious to see what Fletcher's reaction we'll see. is to say. We'll see. We'll see how much that uh, that plays out. Yeah. But um. Okay, I think uh, there are a couple uh, there are a couple uh, Easter eggs in there just for you, so uh, okay. that'll be good. Okay. Um, all right, you good? You feel like we can wrap this bad boy up? I think we're getting Shield tomorrow. Are we? That's great. That's I'm that's not, great. Not, I look forward I mean, to it. Don't be should, don't be that. Don't be too excited. Should we jump on video? You know what we should do? We haven't even mentioned on the pod his uh, his playbook, which is I mean I I imagine that anybody listening to uh, to Birds with Friends is aware, but. Uh, She'll she'll did some work. Yes, that you should uh, check out. And that's the type of thing where bookmark it, uh, save it. You know, I, uh, growing up, I used to all I I used to. Um, digest. Would you say you're eager to read it? Yes, I am eager. To, well, I've already started reading it, honestly. Mm. But uh, that came out before. Well, maybe that's why camp. I couldn't read. That came it. out before training camp. But uh, I would digest the the magazines the um, football preview magazines, right? Like I would mm-hmm. spend the month of August just reading on every college football team, every NFL team. Uh, I actually once wrote a, uh, a story for the Washington Post on, I don't want to say like the, the, the death of the preview magazine, but like the decline of the preview magazine. Um, but that was such a fixture in my childhood. And, and I, I, I recognize they're still out there, but the internet has... Of course, change things a bit, right? Um, so, or have changed things quite a bit. But this, in in many ways, is like the the magazine that you would read 
on every single team and it'll get you ready for the season. So uh, definitely recommend that. Well said. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. We'll see you tomorrow. Cranny Camp continues. Daily Pods continue. Thanks for listening. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe, download, delete, leave a review, all that good stuff. And uh, go back, tell your friends about the Ospreys. Read Zach's story on Nick Sirianni. Read uh, Shields' playbook. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for some other good stuff. That's all we got. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. And as always, we love you.